Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After arriving in Sapir, the attorneys used some magic to clear up an issue with the wyvern, chat with Daddy Job, who has taken up Ansel Ramith's place in the Ramith household, much to Mia's chagrin, and do some investigating where they discover that Dot McNeil has recently left Sapir and is headed toward McNeil Meadery in the west. Hard on his trail, they discover Dot McNeil's caravan has been set ablaze, his leg has been broken, and is being encroached upon by some bandits, which the attorneys quickly and viciously dispatch, leaving Jeremy Barramy in a state of shock. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. This... No, no, this... This isn't right. Jeremy, Jeremy, it was self-defense. They attacked us first. It's okay. I could have arrested them. I had the power, but it wasn't my jurisdiction. Gary uh, pulls the... The sword's already out of the lady, right? It's it's in the lady through the tree. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he pulls it and, like, shakes the blood off a bit. He gets a cloth from his suitcase to wipe it, collapses it, puts it in the suitcase, hops off Tony, and wipes his nose, like, all right, back to back to the civilized Gary, and starts walking to uh, uh, McNeil. Yeah, all right? Ah, what are you doing here? We were looking for you, and uh, looks like uh, you, you ran into some trouble here. What for? Let's just take care of that first. You look pretty bad. Wait, Gary. What? Leave him there first. I, Thomas, I'm gonna walk, grab my bolt out of the guy's neck, get that back, and then I'll go walk up to Dart as well with Gary and be like, what happened here? And we need you to tell us all you know about your little confrontation with Kat Hara. I don't know shit! And I'm just gonna rest my foot on the spot of uh, of the wound ah! that Dart is suffering from right now. Just lightly, just a little yeah. light. Uh, uh, they were just bandits. I was heading to my meadery. Yeah, I think that part's true, actually. That's probably true. But about Kat ah! Hara, what's going on there? I don't know anything about Kat. Oh, come on. She dumped me and that's it. I'm gonna press harder. Ah! And you see Twigs walks up and swings the blade at his neck and it <gasps> stops it just an inch before it goes in. You see a little bit of his beard, like the hairs fall down. And he says, I think you know plenty. Whoa, 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 easy, easy, easy. What do you need to know? She dumped me. And what about all those moonberries that you got from uh, from the farm? What'd you need those for? What do you mean? I'm going to press harder with my foot. <laughs> All right, all right. Ooh, I was just trying to make a, a more potent brew for the mead. After the microdosing, I just got a good idea, that's all. You got a good idea? Yeah. And uh, did you put it in the 
mead and you started drinking? Not yet, no. Were you drinking? When? Uh, about the time you went over you the cat. You know precisely when, <laughs> coward. And he presses the tip into the next, uh, a little drop of blood comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I was drinking, I was drinking. There you go. What of it? We got a confession right there. So, uh... He had ingested moonberries, and he pissed into the cups. I hadn't ingested any moonberries. You said you got an idea after the high. Yeah, I was gonna go test that out today. So you weren't drunk on moonberries? No. Said you were microdosing. I said I had an idea about microdosing. Yeah, putting non-lethal quantities inside the mead, get people drunk, and get them a little high. Mm. Tell us about your fight with Kat Hara when you went over there the other day. You can tell he's about to lie to you to be like, what do you mean when I went over there the other day? And he looks at Twigs and goes, what do you want to know? Everything. What beginning to end. Her? What happened? Oh. Why'd you kill my sister? And he presses the crossbow into his forehead. Okay, well, now he knows she's dead. Thank you, Kit. She's dead? Yes. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Prove it. <laughs> At this point, Jeremy administers some minor healing to Jessica. And Jessica... Oh my god, I'm sorry, I rolled low. You come back with one hit point. And you begin to wake up. And you see Jeremy over you, like, waving his hands, using some sort of magic. But his hands Whoa. are literally trembling. Gee, we... Oh my goodness, me. No more pee. <laughs> What the heck happened, though? Jeremy, why? What's going on? You're waving your... What happened? You were out for a moment. You're good now. Oh, I thank you, Jeremy Bear. I I appreciate it. Oh, jeez, my leg is killing me. My goodness. Yeah, you look down and you see, like, the big indentations where the spikes smashed into your leg. Oh, jeez, that's... Oh, no. No. My leg. My leg. <laughs> My leg. Oh, Jessica. Jessica, you all right? Oh, hi, Gary. I'm I'm a little woozy from being unconscious and the mangling of my leg. <laughs> You're going to eat. But I, I think I'll be okay. Thanks to Jeremy Barry. I'll take a piece of the tarp from the carriage and try and wrap it around Jessica's leg. Roll a medicine check for me. Wow. 19. Wonderful. Also roll a perception check. 14. You walk up to the carriage. The canvas is like still on fire and you see a number of things inside, but you rip off a piece of that canvas and run over to Jessica and you dress the wound quite nicely. Oh, thank you, Gary. That's that's, that's so nice of you. Uh, what happened to uh, the others there? Uh, is everybody else okay? Yeah, we came to an, uh, to an arrangement and I grab her forearm to put over my head to help get her, like, bring oh. her to her feet. Oh! Oh, goodness, thank you, Gary. Uh, you know, Jeremy, do you mind if I uh, just uh, lean my weight on you? It's a little bit easier than uh, poor Gary here. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, she'll wrap her arm kind of around Jeremy Baramy's shoulder. She'll kind of take a look around and survey the wreckage. Ah, I, I see what arrangement you came to now, my goodness. Shall we uh, 
Shall we tend to Mr. McNeil now? He hasn't given us all that we need to know yet, Jessica. Just a couple more minutes here. Oh my. Okay. Tell us all about the fight you had with Cat Hair the other day. She broke up with me because I told the truth on the stand. Uh-huh. And how did you retaliate? I was upset. Right. And you said? You said you're a cunt. Ooh, ah, the C word? Ow. I was angry. What? Dart. Okay. Well, anyway, and did you do anything else? Uh, what are you getting at? What do you want? I want to know everything that you did on the day you had an argument with Cat Hara. And I'm going to press harder on his leg. Ah, yeah, I, I caused a rumpus at the brew at the, the brewery. What kind of a rumpus? A kind involving bodily fluids. So you peed in something. What did you pee in? Cups. Which cups? All of them. Uh-huh. Anything else? Ask Meathead over here. He threw me out. So you put nothing in the cups? No. Hmm. Gary, anything else? What is your passive wisdom? Twelve. I'm not going to say he's lying, but you can tell something is off about his statement. Okay, I'm going to press really hard on you. <laughs> what? 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 You're lying. No, I'm not. He's probably omitting something important. What are you leaving out? Nothing. I'm going to press again. Ah! Roll a d6. A three. Okay, you hear a little bit of the bone crunch as you see Dart turn very pale from the blood loss. And he goes, <laughs> what? What? You don't have a lot of time left. You better tell me what you're leaving out. Just tell me what you're getting at. Gary, what am I getting at? Well, we think that you you pissed in her cup. She drank from it and that uh, you had something in your body it, that, that intoxicated her. You see the blood dribbling down his chin and he goes, answer me this genius. If I had enough to kill her, how did I survive long enough to piss it out? That's a good point, Gary. He, he has you there. I'm not going to lie. It's a good point. Different people with different effects. And he's getting very woozy. You, you see his head kind of wobbling back and forth. I will ease up and take my leg off. I'm going to check the carriage. What's in there? In the back of the carriage, again, the fire is still kind of raging. Yeah. Uh, but you see the seats and there's blood from some of the horses. And you see a couple of wooden suitcases. Some of them are full of clothes. And then in another one, you see half a vine of moonberries and a small vial of blue liquid. I'm going to grab that vial of blue liquid. And I'm going to grab the moonberries too. And I'm going to walk over. So, um, what's this? I'm going to pull out the blue vial. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to step on his leg again. Ah! Ah! Roll another d6. Three. Ah! This time, the leg twists in an unnatural way (laughs) to the point where you might be leading to, like, amputation territory. And he begins to bleed out more and kind of closes his eyes. He's on the verge of passing out. Hey. (laughs) And I slap his cheek. Hey. Wait. This, the blue vial, hello, this was in your carriage, what's this? For the mead. What is it? Extract. What's your passive wisdom? Ten. He's lying to you. Extract, huh? Yeah. Yeah? From what? Give it, give it, give it, I'll drink it, it's safe. Uh, no, this is evidence. Fine, have it your way. What is it? You're lying again. What are you gonna do, kill me? I might, if you don't talk. Jeremy says, that's enough. I, I, Jeremy, I'm not actually going to kill him. Don't worry. It's all good. Don't worry. You may not, but I will. 
and you see Twigs raises up the longsword and brings it down where the bones are severed and chops off that bottom half of his leg. <laughs> and Dart passes out. Damn it, Twigs. You idiot, we had him on the ropes. What were you thinking? What to find a justice for Miss Harris' death than to chop him up piece by piece. That is not justice. That is barbaric behavior. Jeremy, arrest this man. Says who? You? Arrest me for what? A crime outside of his jurisdiction? He's shown himself useless. And you've shown yourselves to be part of this false system of justice. Mm, I think you jumped to a conclusion, Twigs. Jeremy, you can't arrest him, right? He's under your watch, no matter what jurisdiction it is. Right, Jeremy? I can. Okay, please do. But what's the point? What's the point? He committed a crime. It's your job. Three lives already. Yeah, in self-defense. That's right. They were going to kill us. We keep telling ourselves we can rise above this barbaric nature, but we're just hiding the violence is all. Gary rolls his eyes a little bit. Oh, boy. Okay, we don't have to, though. We don't have to hide the violence. You could arrest Twigs for what he did just now so he doesn't do anything worse in the He future. presses the longsword into your neck and says, Are you really certain you want to keep talking? Uh, and now there's a threat and <laughs> a uh, investigation here is being impeded right now. You just uh, incapacitated Dart and now you're a... Uh, did you kill Cat? Oh, God, you're all buffoons. Obviously, I didn't kill Catherine. I'm avenging her. You know what? Just for fun. I think I'll start with you, little green man. And he raises his longsword up to chop at you. And then you hear the loading of a crossbow as Kit points it at the back of his head. And he says, Don't move! Hell yeah. You're done bullying people. Drop the sword. Oh, you buffoon. Shut up! I'm not a buffoon! I'm an entrepreneur! And he hits him over the back of the head with the crossbow. And you see Twigs passes out as he falls to the ground unconscious. Kit, you are being upgraded to senior assistant. Well done. Just tell me what we gotta do to get justice for my sister. Let's patch Mr. McNeil up here, get him to safety, and uh, we'll go from there. But now I'm starting to suspect Twigs here. I'm on the same page, Gary. I don't think it was Twigs. Twigs was an asshole, but Twigs loved my sister. Well, maybe he thought uh, if he can't have her, no one can, if you know what I mean. Really? You, you think it was him? You think he got the moonberries? Hey, it's, it's a possibility. I don't want to rule it out. Yeah, it's possible. We need to look at all possibilities. All right. I'll tie Twigs up. You take care of Mr. McNeil. Thanks, kid. I appreciate that. You did good today, Mr. Entrepreneur. All right, Jessica is going to turn to Jeremy Baramy and also to the others and go like, Hey, everyone, quickly, let's start throwing some of this soil on the carriage to put out this fire. It might be salvageable enough to still use it. He starts helping you with that, and he goes, Actually, Kit, I got it. And you see he activates the magical restraints on Twigs and on McNeil. Although McNeil is now missing a leg, so he only puts that on his arms. And he says, I'm sorry, I just... I guess I got my hopes a little high. Yeah, uh... Carry on. Well, Jeremy, no offense, but why didn't you do that before all the, uh... 
bloodshed. I'm not allowed to interfere. They said only stuff within our jurisdiction. This area belongs to the court of the Eastern Archaic region, but who makes these rules? Why do we follow them? Well, well I could have saved everyone here, but I didn't. Just because someone told me not to. It's a tough thing to, to try to reconcile within ourselves. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there is a right or wrong answer there, Jeremy, but we do what we can in the moment, and we live, and we learn, and we just have to apply ourselves to the next situation that comes along in the way that we think best. That's all any one of us can do. I guess you're right. Let's put out this fire. Good. It takes a second, but you manage to put the fire out. And uh, Jessica's going to take a good look at the carriage, see if there's anything suspicious. Gary seems to have found the big thing. Everything else just seems to be like clothing and personal belongings that Dart was taking over to the meter. I think this could be a poison and Dart was trying to uh, kill himself to get out of this uh, situation. You think? Yeah, I know he was lying. Dead cell. He didn't seem too worried about his life when you threatened to uh, do more damage. I don't know if he was trying to commit suicide. A man there. with nothing to Gary. lose is real is something to fear for sure. And he seemed like uh, he thought his world was over after Cat. I mean, maybe it was a potion that was gonna get him out of the situation. It could have been. I don't know. I don't know what potions do nowadays. They've got so many newfangled things. I have a hunch that when he said it's safe to drink, that was a lie. Hmm. Is there anyone who might be able to tell us what a potion does? Yeah, back in Sapir. Really? Yeah. Who? His name is Astragon. Astragon! (laughs) That goes through the woods. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That seems to be the next best place to go. Shall we get this uh, shit show on the road here? I think we can just hitch up Wade or... You can hitch the horses up to the carriage if you want. Yeah. All right. Let's let's fix her up. Get a new hot rod. I'm down. And you guys hitch up Tony the Pony, Wade, and Popcorn to this very damaged, burnt <laughs> carriage. But sure enough, it, it hitches up and all of you can kind of pile in. So it's, it's a tight squeeze, but you can... All six of you can fit... Or I guess there's more than six of you now, all seven of you. You head back to the tower of Ostrogoth. <laughs> How may I help you? Oh, we didn't even have to knock thrice. He's here. I'm assuming we're just cutting to the scene. Okay. So we're here <laughs> talking to him at the door. Oh, cool, cool. Ostrogon, okay. my name is Thomas Phelps. I don't believe we've had the pleasure of meeting Hello. yet. It is me, Ostrogon, the wizard of the Tower of Ostrogon. I am already annoyed. Can we leave now, everyone? Absolutely not, Ostrogon. It's such a pleasure to to hear your dulcet tones again. Oh, Miss Fincher, I have something for you. Ooh. Oh, do you? What's that? Stand in front of the knocker. Well, you know how I love a good knocker. And as you're saying that, a pork sandwich flies out of the mouth and slaps you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica quickly fumbles and tries to catch it. Roll a dexterity check. <laughs> and it is a one, but not <gasps> a natural one. Uh, it slaps your face and it falls to the ground. And as you try to catch it, you just slap your face instead. <laughs> and Jessica like is stunned for a moment. 
dips down, picks up the sandwich, kind of brushes it off, and starts to nosh on it. It is delicious. Ostrich god, my goodness. Did you make this yourself? You're really getting good at that. Job has been selling me items from the farm for gold. Are, are you going to finish it? You want another one here? And he, th- he tosses another <laughs> pork sandwich at you. All right, do I roll dexterity? Yeah. <laughs> With advantage because you know it's coming. Okay. That's a dirty 20. Yeah, it flies out and you catch it like a perfect football pass. You leap up into the air because the knocker's too high and you snatch it. Both of you, it's so delicious, you gain a hit point. Wow. Do I gain a hit point for like over my hit points? No. (laughs) Oh, oh, Ostrogon. That is... Mm. Oh, oh, that's so good. Tell oh. me about it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the reason that the reason we're here at Ostragon is that we were hoping you might be able to. Um, oh my goodness, it's still in my teeth. Um, I was hoping that you might be able to identify this potion. Ostragon, do you think? Could you make me some grilled cheese sandwiches? I used to have a lot as a child. I would love to have some. Let me see if I have some fresh cheese. <laughs> you roll for cheese? <laughs> I have some pig cheese. Then he tosses a, a, a little grilled cheese sandwich, flies out of the knocker. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Mm. That's good. Um, mm. I was wondering, um, Ostrogon, could you identify this potion for us? Gary licks his fingers. And then grabs the potion and then gives it to you. And Jessica puts it into the knocker. It gets sucked up like one of those things at the bank. Be careful, we're not sure exactly what it does. Yeah, I made this. How'd you, how'd you get this? Uh, you made this? Yes. What does it do? It's an antidote for moonberry poisoning. <laughs> it's an antidote. Yes. And McNeil wanted to drink it. Yes. What? Oh, oh, yes. Well, McNeil asked me to make it. He said he was uh, creating some sort of infusion for the mead, and he was worried he might overdo it a few days ago. Uh-huh. But he was going to drink it. In case he got poisoned. He shoots the vial back at you. Oh, shit. Do we have to roll? <gasps> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, natural 20. Gary, you, like, put a foot up on Tony's back and leap up into the air and catch it with one hand. In the suitcase. <laughs> Thank goodness. Wait, does that mean he's dying right now? Did he have moonberries? He wanted this antidote, and he did have moonberries on him. I assume he would have told me if he was dying. Well, he did say something very cryptic along those lines. He said, if I had moonberries, why wouldn't I already be dead right now? Or something like that. You can drink that beforehand and eat moonberries to your heart's delight. You'll be fine. Why did he give it to you? Well, he was being attacked by these people... A, a human woman and two goblins, to be precise. And some, some bandits. Some oh, some thugs in a, in a forest. Goblins trying to give us a bad name. Am I right, Gary? Ugh. Always, and they always make them the underlings, too. When are they going to... Seriously? We have incredible power. That's very upsetting. <laughs> I don't understand. Ugh. And the main thing here is uh, that um, it seemed they uh, broke his leg and the bone was protruding. And, uh, well, he's 
he's only got one leg now. Oh my. Yeah, it's a bit of a rough story. Um, we can catch up about it another time, perhaps. But uh, at any rate, we have it in our possession now. And uh, well, you know what? I tr- I trust Ostrogon. I'll let him in on it. Look, uh, McNeil's suspected of uh, poisoning Cat Hara. Oh my. Yeah, they had a bad breakup. And we don't know if this is intentional or not, but we believe, or I believe, that uh, he ingested some moonberries and start. He he admitted he had pissed in some cups in the the brewery, and Cat Hera drank from that cup, and uh, we believe from the piss uh, transferred the moonberry poisoning. Uh, <sighs> and you're saying that if you took that antidote beforehand and then ingested moonberries, you'd be okay? Yeah, that's incredibly grim, but. Also entirely possible. If you had it beforehand, you would have to eat quite a lot of moonberries. But you could ostensibly see the way the body processes the toxins. Uh, it can't really get all of it out. The antidote helps deal with uh, the side effects, but it would still be released in the urine. So potentially, if he had commissioned me for that reason, he could have drank the antidote, eaten enough moonberries to get it in his system, and released it through the urine. Was this the only vial you made for him? Yes, and that, that bottle. And he didn't drink from it yet? It's missing a little bit of liquid, yes. Oh, so he has drank it oh. a bit. It looked to me, or if you want to shoot it back up, you know, <laughs> just look with your own eyes. Yeah, it looks like that to me. Yes. When did you make it for him? What day? Um, let's see, what day is today? Today is Tuesday. <laughs> 16th of fall. Uh, it was the day after the court session. Oh, well, really, it was that evening that he commissioned me, so... That quick, huh? Yes. He said he got the idea right after the court case. It was at least what he told me. I no longer know how accurate that may be. I wonder why he would be upset at her after the court case. Thomas? Well, all right. It's not entirely my fault. There was an awful lot of foresight involved here. Are you sure he completely planned it through to eat a bunch of moonberries after having an antidote and <laughs> peeing in her cup for her to drink? I, why not just poison her? This seems a little convoluted. Well, we we don't know. Ashagan doesn't know. It's me. <laughs> Ostrogon, I don't think I don't think we have any more questions for you. I, I appreciate your time. Well, it was nice chatting with you. Thanks for the sandwich. Oh. It was yeah. delicious. Yeah, that was divine. Uh, unfortunately, my friend, we might have to call you to court for a witness thing. Can I make a dramatic entrance? Oh, I w- I'd be upset if you didn't. <laughs> All right, same place, same time. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, it's uh, tomorrow uh, in the in the morning. Tomorrow morning, yeah. All right, different, different place, place. <laughs> different place. Don't show up at the other court. <laughs> oh, different place. Where are we going? Uh, it's in Brookhaven. Oof. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'll be there. Oh, all right, hi. But only if I get to make the dramatic edge. Absolutely, I will put in a notice that there will be... Or do you want the surprise? Oh, uh, yeah, put in... Uh, I'll surprise him. Yeah, it's better that way. Okay. All right. Thanks for your help, but again, really. Yes, of course. And you gotta show me how you do all this, you know, sometime, maybe. Hey, let me know. You ever want a career change? You want to be a big lonely wizard? You let me know. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I just gotta get away from it all with the wife. And <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 Well, all right. All right. 
it's good seeing you again. I, I, do, do you want to hang up or, or should I? No, it was good hearing you again, I guess. Yeah, yeah you too, you too. All right, see you, see you tomorrow. All right, bye. Ciao. Hey, how's it going, fellas? I am Nikki B, and you are officially in the halftime zone. All right, uh, show's been getting pretty uh, tense lately, so I'm trying to, you know, wind down a bit, a bit, calm down, you know, and, uh, yeah, I'll walk you through this one, and then we, we can get back in there. So, uh, all right, here we go. Today's, today's ad. Need a drink? Us too. If you want to support the show while getting your drink on, consider hopping on over to geekgrindcoffee.com slash drimbus and using code DRIMBUS to get 20% off your next order of delicious geek-themed coffee, tea, or mugs. But who better to tell you more than our very own caffeine-fueled attorneys? Jessica, you rush down the halls of the Eastern Orgea Courthouse between cases. You run down to the table where you see Pollyanna, the Fearbolg. They're the intern of the courthouse, preparing coffee as usual. They look up to greet you and go, Hi, Miss Felcher. Can I get you anything today? Oh, yes. I would absolutely love something today. I know the boys keep getting uh, coffee here, but I was actually interested in getting a nice cup of tea. Oh, yeah. We actually just got a shipment from the folks over at uh, Geek Grind Coffee. Can I interest you in some meditations of the yogi tea? Oh, that would be absolutely fantastic. Yes, please. Okay. And you see Pollyanna pulls out a couple of leaves and begins to steep them in this really cute mug. You see it, a, a little goblin painted on the front of it enjoying a drink. Oh, my goodness. That looks just like Gary. Where'd you get that cute little mug? Oh, they send it over with the teas. The guys over at Geek Grind Coffee have all manner of mugs. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm going to need to get my hands on one of those. Well, I could tell you one right now if you'd like. That would be fantastic. Yes, please. And you see Pollyanna looks around and they lean in to whisper into your ear and they say, can I let you in on a little secret? Absolutely. You can trust me with all your secrets. Well, if you say the word Drimbus, I have to give you 20% off. Well then, Drimbus, Drimbus, Drimbus. Oh, well, they don't stack, but... Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, and they remove the, the leaves as the tea is finished steeping and they hand it over to you and they go, enjoy, Miss Felcher. Well, thank you so much. And Jessica takes the mug from Pollyanna, brings it to her lips and takes a deep, long sip. Okay, Jessica, roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, it's an 11. Okay, Jessica, you feel the warmth of the tea encapsulate you as you drink it and it almost spreads throughout your whole body. Mm. And from one second to the next... You are transported. You are no longer in the Eastern Orgaic Courthouse. You are now on the dock of the marina at Rabbit Cove, your hometown, just outside Captain Kurtowski's, and you feel the breeze of the sea blow through your hair. (sighs) And you hear a familiar voice behind you, a voice you haven't heard in a long time. Jessica? (gasps) Frank? Frank, is that you? Oh, Jessica, darling, it's been so long. Oh, Frank, it's... I... I... I feel so lost without you, Frank. I... Is this a dream, or are you really here? I don't know. All I know is I want to be with you. Oh, Frank, I... I wish that more than anything. I've missed you so much, my dear. I miss you so much, too, Frank. Oh, golly. I don't know. I... 
I've made some choices in my life that I just... And before you can finish your sentence, Frank takes your face in his two weathered hands and presses your lips to his. And just as you feel his lips against yours, you snap out of it and find yourself inside the courthouse in front of Pollyanna. Frank! Uh, I... I... Uh, oh, no, I, my name's Pollyanna. I, no, sorry, Pollyanna. I, I I know your name, dear. I'm sorry. That tea just, uh, whew, it took me somewhere there for a, for a moment. Oh, goodness me. Yeah, it does that. You know, that's some dang good tea. Sure is. I, I just need to order more of that. Where did you say I can get some? Besides from you, of course. Geekgrindcoffee.com slash Drimbus and use code Drimbus to get 20% off. And there you have it. So if you want to support the show, go over to geekgrindcoffee.com slash Drimbus and use code Drimbus to get 20% off your next caffeine fix. And that said, I want to give a quick thank you to the patrons again. Gotta do it. You know we gotta do it. We love you. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, John Mitchell, Kevin Dubrillet. Terrence Knox, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Emrys Craig, Ben B, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Lazy Tortoise, or Lazy Tortoise for, for, the, for the English, and Morgan Holly. Alright, uh, that's it for me. I'm going, I'm gonna guide you back in there, watch your head. Alright, back into the show. Shall we start heading back to our wyvern? Do you think there's enough probable cause that you're going to be bringing uh, McNeil to the stand? Well, um, could I just speak with uh, my two associates for a moment in private? I, I, we're not going anywhere. Just uh, I mean, I'll keep an eye on you, but I could back away a little bit. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And he backs away. And Kit goes, should I leave also, oh, we need you to watch those two in case they wake up. Okay. That's a very important job, kid. Yes, we need you to do that. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go look at them. And he runs into the car. <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen, I'm, I'm not fully convinced that Dart is our guy. Me neither. I'm not either, Jessica. However, seeing that we have families, well, one of us has a family to feed and we haven't really been paid for a lot of our work, and I know that uh, we have the evidence probably to get a conviction. Are you suggesting convicting an innocent, Jessica? I I am just checking to see if that is something we want to consider, because living expenses is a real thing. And Out of the question. Never let me hear you bringing that up again. Okay, Thomas. I'm sorry. You're forgiven. What about Monique? Should we give her a talk? I was thinking the same thing, Gary, but it doesn't seem like she was too involved with the breakup outside of just being the prosecutor for the last case. So our only lead is just to get more interrogating out of these two twigs and the McNeil. Well, if McNeil really didn't do it, I don't see why he would hide that fact from us. You're right. That is too shady. But we should certainly question him about the antidote before we, you know, proceed. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's almost in place. There's just a really big piece missing. Which is... Oh, I thought we... <laughs> Have you been here the whole time? <laughs> Sorry, the drama of it all is <laughs> to ignore. I wish we had, like, a mobile tablet 
thing that we could always contact you if you know ever needed a I could get to work on something alright I'll be in touch I guess uh, I'll come around we'll we'll be in touch and then hopefully mobily in touch oh guys he's waking up alright let's have a chat and you head to the back of the cart where you see a very very hazy McNeil who is entirely pale looking up at you through groggy eyes alright McNeil <gasps> I snap to try to get him to look at us my leg what happened to my leg uh, it's gone moving on <laughs> McNeil McNeil uh, we, we didn't stop him in time but uh twigs that uh, big lug next to you yeah, that's him. Oh, God. I'm sorry, McNeil. We, to be fair, I'm not sure the leg would have made it anyway. Oh. This being a small town, oh. I'm not sure we have much in the way of medical attention. And- <laughs> oh, God, my leg. I wish you would have just come clean with us so we could have avoided that. What do you want to know? What? Well, we just found out this is an antidote. I don't know why you wouldn't tell us that. I told you it was safe to drink. No. <laughs> Come on. Why were you hiding the fact it was an antidote from us? Because you make me uncomfortable. What? That's lame. That's a lame excuse. Alright, what do you want then? What? Yeah, I lied to you. What? Why did you lie to us? Because I killed her! There you go. Thank you. You... (laughs) Wait. He knowingly... Jeremy, did you hear that? Jeremy. I heard it. He just admitted to murder. You killed her? What? Why... Why did you kill her, Dart? Because you told me she was cheating on me. And then she broke up with me. And lo and behold, I show up, and who's there ogling at her but this little Twixie motherfucker? Yikes. Uh, Gary pulls his collar. Twixie motherfucker? Who is that? The skinny bitch. Oh, he's talking about twigs? No, he's twigs. I think he's talking about twigs. Oh, Twigs is skinny? Yeah. I always imagined him like large in the ball. No, Twigs is long, but very thin. Ah. He's a skinny queen. (laughs) (laughs) She broke up with you, Dart. Yeah. That's what we heard. So don't use the excuse of my little fib to try to... Wait. You know. (laughs) You lied to me. Just to get the truth, McNeil. You could have talked about this with her. Yeah, you didn't have to go kill her. That's right. Oh, God. Why the fuck would you do that? To get the truth. Exactly. And we got it. Lies don't beget truth. Neither does murder. What kind of fucked up attorneys are you? Uh, No, don't turn this on us. You just admitted to killing someone. It was a heat of the moment. Heat of the moment? It seems very premeditated to me. Yeah. A lot of steps here, pal. And you almost got me framed for that. She broke my heart. Do you regret what you did? Yeah. Well, now he probably does. Now that you told him the truth. I mean, that's that's true. So run through the whole scheme with us, McNeil, so we could, you know, essentially repeat it in court when we arrest you. But um, you started with ingesting the moonberries. Why would I help you arrest me? Well, you sort of just did it by admitting to the murder. In front of a court official over here. And McNeil, at this point, you know, if you cooperate, things might be better in terms of the sentencing for yourself in the future. Yeah, our methods are questionable at times, but we have to do what we have to do to try to find the truth. Fine. You told me she was cheating on me. And then I couldn't get it out of my head. When I got called up to the stand, I, I had to tell the truth. Valentine had promised us a bunch of money. We were going to use it to go to Opula. We were going to start a new life together, expand her business, expand the meadery. 
We're going to be living large. You were going to lie for your own selfish needs. Fuck you. Fuck you. Do not interrupt the man as he's giving his statement, please. All right. I apologize for my colleague's behavior. Please continue, Mr. McNeil. After I told the truth and we, we lost the case, we didn't get the money and she was mad. She broke up with me and, well, I just couldn't get it out of my head. I thought she was, not only was she cheating on me, but she never really loved me to begin with. She only cared about me because... Uh, I don't know, business connections maybe. She was going to break up with me over one little thing like that, like money. And so I was furious. And I couldn't stop thinking about those moonberries. So I got them and was going to poison her, but knowing there were thorough people like lawyers out there, I had a little chat with Ostrogon. I asked him if he could make an antidote. And he did. Very next day, I, uh... I almost couldn't bring myself to do it, so I got real drunk, took the antidote, popped half the vine of berries, and did what I did. Just a question. You, uh, did you fill an ostrogon in your entire plan? No. I told everyone I was making a a new blend for the meadery. Are you willing to plead guilty on the stand? Yes, I deserve it. Yahtzee. We have the witness here, Jeremy Barrow, in case. Just in case, but, you know, we don't have to go through that if he pleads guilty. Well, McNeil, when we return to the Brookhaven court system, I'm sure that the defense attorneys, yourself, and us can all come to a plea deal, and perhaps we can stay uh, keep this outside of the courtroom. All right. Mr. Jeremy Barrow, if you could assist us in getting him back to the wyvern it would be much appreciated i can gentlemen let's pack this shit up thanks for your uh, uh, eventual cooperation mcnil yeah and you guys ride over to the wyvern and you see job is laying in the grass the sun is starting to set so job is laying on the grass with his arms behind his head looking <laughs> at the sunset and the wyvern is kind of doing the same but kind of like a dog with its like legs in front of its chest and they're chatting away in draconic and you can't really understand it, but they're they're having a good time. And he goes, "Oh, hi guys! Oh, me, me and uh, me and Juan were just having a really great conversation." Wait, that can't be. What? That's the name of the wyvern. The 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 name it gave you was Juan. Yeah. Well, that's that's what they named him over at uh, at Air Dragon. And he leans oh. in and he goes, "I think it's kind of inhumane how they breed people just to you know make them work as vehicles, but." Hey, who am I to judge? I'm, I'm sure you don't do anything like that. Am I right, Tony? And he pets his head. Um, the wyvern's like fully like intelligent and uh, uh, and, and he leans in not fully, <laughs> but you know he's he's very sassy. I could say that he is very sassy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I was worried that like, like the origin did not the wand did not sound draconic. So yeah, his real name is. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes more sense. All right. Uh, wow, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm real happy for you, Job. It looks like you really turned your life around for the better. It's all thanks to you guys. Yeah, right? So we are making a good difference sometimes. Right, gang? Yeah. I'd say so, yeah. That's what comes with telling the truth. Right, Jessica? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you say that? What do, what do you mean? What do you mean telling the truth? Huh? What? No, nothing. I just, I don't know. You seem to have uh, second thoughts about telling the truth earlier. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. My brain, you know, sometimes it just goes, 
goes off wandering down the road. I was deep in thought here about stuff. <laughs> anyway, Job, we are so happy for you about uh Yeah, thanks guys. How things have turned out for you. I, I'd love to stay in chat, but I gotta go get some sandwiches for my family. It's almost dinner time. Daddy Job provides. And he runs off. Bye, Job. What a strange guy. He is a little strange, isn't he? I used to not like him, but now I do. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right, well, uh, shall we uh, hop aboard? We shall. You hop up on the wyvern? Oh, our carriage. Oh, we're going to miss it. And as the wyvern takes off into the sky, he breathes fire down on the carriage, leaving it in ashes. <laughs> Well, there's more evidence gone. <laughs> Is that necessary? Uh, you get the feeling the wyvern was just having fun. <laughs> uh, can you put me asleep again, Jessica? Uh, I can certainly use another spell slot for that, sure. <laughs> Please. And Jessica will uh, just uh, wave her hand over Thomas's face and goes, You are the wind beneath my wings. Mom, can you make me more grilled cheese, please? And you guys fly over. You turn in the suspect to custody until the very following morning, just a few hours later. We cut to the inside of the courtroom. Jeremy says, I'll rise for the Honorable Judge Ulrich. And the yellow-green dragonborn judge with the tortoiseshell glasses enters again. We see Kit, Twigs, Gary... Thomas and Jessica behind one of the stands and Dart by himself behind the other stand. Be seated. Prosecution, present the charges. And Thomas has a big shit-eating grin on his face knowing he already won. And he says, Your Honor, we accuse Mr. Dart McMill with first-degree murder against Cat Hera. Very well. Mr. McNeil, have you waived your right to an attorney? For the time being, Your Honor, she's got quite a distance to travel. Well, all right. How does the accused plead? And the doors in the back of the courtroom slam open as Monique Valentine, the red tiefling attorney, proudly says, Not guilty, Your Honor. Good grief, how dramatic. All right. The defense will have 24 hours to prepare as usual, and we will hold court here tomorrow morning. May justice prevail. And he bangs his gavel. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Felcher, and Nicholas Benetados as Gary Markbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Nicholas Benetados. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash drimmers. Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, where we discuss behind-the-scenes and secrets, free exclusive merch, and the chance to create items for the campaign or have NPCs named after you. Oh, 
And don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons and Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the alley, the scent is stronger, overpowering. As I watch, the overhead lamps flicker and wink out one by one. God damn it. No. The girl appears briefly under the last streetlight, the headphones snug against her ears, the Walkman clasped to her hip. She's oblivious as she walks, lost in her own world. Hey, stop! I need to talk to you! Then she swallowed up by the darkness again. Helen! Wait a second! <laughs> it strikes her in the gloom so fast she barely has time to scream. She falls into the edge of the lamplight and lies there, bleeding, motionless. The man's skin is scaly, flaking, and there are patches of soot on his cheeks. He stares at me with eyes like midnight. Eyes that are devoid of remorse, devoid of humanity. He's one of them. I turn and run, and I don't look back. The Road of Shadows, a new mystery and suspense audio drama by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Listen now at theroadofshadows.com. Thank you.